welcome back to the hot hill girl podcast we've already been chatting for like 20 minutes so (laughs) we've talked about a lot of things we got all our wiggles out well i think some of what we should say should get brought up here or what we did say should get brought up here because we're talking about crying and moving emotions Mm -hmm. and as you know moving emotions is a huge part of healing truly i like i don't resonate with people that don't cry just that like i cry over everything so like when people are like i'm so blocked up i'm so like guarded that i don't cry i'm like wow <laughs> so, like i don't think that that's it's not a must be nice obviously because like they're very blocked like they're like think about being literally emotionally constipated sorry i don't mm-hmm. mean you're emotionally constipated but like it's a visual whereas me i think sometimes things are too flowing which maybe that has to do with also my digestive issues right they were in the opposite of constipation and my emotions i cry over everything yeah we were talking about how we both we're both very similar in this way like i also cry over everything i can watch a video about a dog and even if it's happy video yeah (laughs) i'm just like sitting here bawling especially if it's right before my period but just like all the time anyway but we were talking about how we'll be like talking about things and then like feeling like we need to like feeling like tears are about to show up especially if it's something that like for me I get super passionate over something and then I feel like I'm about to start crying and I'm like why is this happening but we're talking about how it's just like energy moving like energy and emotions flowing the way they need to flow And so I was in a call yesterday where they were talking about how everyone needs to move energy because we do. It it looks different for everyone, right? Like movement, talking, therapy, whatever that looks like to you. But like when you don't move energy is when you get sick because it's when it gets blocked and backed up and stuff. So like maybe you need to cry regularly. Maybe you need to scream. Maybe you need to jump. Like I also think about personally when I used to get upset over things like running was very cathartic for me because it was physically moving the energy right after a run Mm -hmm. I mean like a two mile run it's not like I went very far but like after a run I would feel so much better because I was physically moving through it like crying does the same thing Mm -hmm. but how do you move through your emotions? Like, what do you physically do to move through them? Or do you talk? Or you, I'm a talker. We know that I could talk to myself all day. I am not a talker. I actually think I shut down more when I get emotional. Ooh. And then. So it's yeah, more of an def- effort. Yeah. Talking is definitely an effort for me. I think that's, that's often when like, just like the explosive crying comes out. And that's when I know, like, I need to. Yeah. I need to number one, I need to communicate. <laughs> like I need to, I just need to do it. But yeah, that's, that's definitely when the explosive crying comes out for sure. And like, for me, I do know that I just, I need to get outside. I need to go out in nature. I need to do, like you said, something physical. I'm not a runner, so I, I don't run. <laughs> I haven't run in a while, but I used to, it was it was very good for me at one point in my life. It was when I was going through, as I've said before, I, I was in an emotionally abusive, abusive relationship. And when we broke up, like I really started honing into running because it just was very cathartic for me moving through all those emotions. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it now, because I've recently got back, gotten back into biking. I biked all the time as a child and I loved it. But thinking about it now, I'm thinking it was probably also a way for me to just like 
physically move things out. I mean, obviously as a child, you just, you run around naturally, but like, I would just, I would just go and I would just like go really fast. And I just loved it, you know, like the wind in your face and all of that. And it was just very, felt very healing to me. Mm-hmm. I love to jump on my rebounder to like a song. I love to sing. Scream mm-hmm. singing is the best way to get out emotions for me. Crying, talking to myself, all those things. Driving with good music is also very it's emotionally very releasing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, it's funny because I didn't realize this at the time, but when I went through that time in my life, that was when I was like a junior, senior in college. I used to take my car and I used to drive all the way up to near where I live now to go to Trader Joe's because it was the only Trader Joe's nearby. But it was mm-hmm. just so I could have alone time in the car to process my thoughts and to cry, sing, all of that. Like mm-hmm. it was a 30 minute drive to Trader Joe's. Yep. Yes, I liked Trader Joe's. Don't get me wrong. It was very easy when I knew what I liked with all their groceries, but like, <laughs> It was also, I could have done well at the Acme across the street. It was just like a very cathartic, like it was me time. It was me time to go by myself. I didn't invite my roommates. I apologize if any of them actually wanted to go with me to Trader Joe's. And I would go drive up there. A lot. Of, I cr- cried almost every single week doing that, honestly, because it was just like me time to like get it all out or sing or scream or talk to myself in the car because that's how I like to process emotions sometimes. So like... Clearly, I didn't know that I was doing all of that to process emotions, but it clearly worked out for me. The running, the which is still, those are all still things I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I definitely cry more now than I did. <laughs> I, I, I used to be proud of myself because I was like, I never cry. But like you were saying, people. Uh, it's backed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get backed up. I am. Um, can't say I've ever resonated with that. I've always been a crier. I've I think everyone I've ever met has seen me cry. It's not something I'm proud of, but like it's just one of those things where I feel like now I, I happy cry a lot. Like at every single wedding you'll see me cry. But like before it used to just be I always felt like I got emotional. Like we said when I was like voicing anything. I felt like if it was anything important or anything that meant something to me or anything that was like voicing my feelings, I literally would just start to get choked up because there clearly was some sort of block with speaking my truth and speaking about my emotions. And there clearly still is because sometimes I still get like that where like, I just, I hear myself start to cry when I'm like, this is not something to cry about. Like, I'm not upset. It's Uh just something that like, I'm not sure I still know how to move through voicing my emotions and like, a level-headed way and sometimes Mm -hmm. it is very level-headed it just is level-headed but I have to cry like it just has to come out yeah sorry if crying makes you feel uncomfortable I don't know if we can be friends because I don't know if you can (laughs) hang out with me that's not to say I literally cry every day but like I I have no blocks to crying it happens all the time Mm -hmm. yeah I don't I don't know how many people I know that have seen me cry, but also I don't spend a lot of time around people. <laughs> that probably helps. <laughs> well, I've cried yeah. at every wedding I've been to. Actually, the funny part was I didn't cry at my sister's wedding. I started to get choked up, but I think it was just because I was standing up there that like I didn't end up crying. I did start to get choked up and then she made a joke. It was because her husband was crying, was like getting choked up. 
so he got choked up i got choked up and then she like made a joke to like make him stop and like help him get through it and obviously then that broke the moment so i was like we made it i didn't cry at my wedding and reed's still as salty about it to this day did he cry he got choked up i don't think he actually cried cry he cried at our first look though Hmm. and so he's like He's still like, you do cry. You were supposed to be walking down the aisle crying. And I'm like, I was happy. (laughs) What if I didn't have to? Yeah. I was like, I was literally just happy. I feel like I needed to cry. You're like, sometimes the happy tears don't flow. Sometimes it's just happy, happy. Yeah. I'm not a happy tear person. I never thought I was until weddings. Now I happy tear all the time. Hey, yeah, I just, no. The first wedding I went to was one of my best guy friends. And I think that like, I was trying to rationalize why I was crying. Cause I was like, I, I don't know his wife that well. We've met twice. Like I'm not as close with him anymore. Cause like he went to med school, all the things, but like I'm sitting there and I'm like, why am I crying? Cause it's not like I know her that well. But then I was realizing that like, I've seen him go through the ringer. So for me, it was just like to see him this happy, like made me sob my, I've sobbed. I me and one of my other guy friends sobbing and Dan's there like <laughs> and it's just the three of us and the two of us are sobbing and I was like oh my god because he was crying so then I started crying and I just don't even understand that chain reaction I'm there's like, just something this- about weddings too that just make people cry I think yeah I don't think I ever thought I was going to be a wedding crier but I've actually cried at every single wedding to be fair, I don't go to that many weddings, so. It's just a, like when I see, and I guess most of the weddings have been people that I love. So it, it's, for me, it's like seeing someone that I love so much, so happy that just like apparently makes me sob because mm-hmm. we haven't gone to one yet. That's been just Dan's friends that like, I have no emotional stake in the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we were supposed to go to one of his college friends, but it ended up being during the pandemic and stuff. And I think had that happened, obviously I wouldn't have cried because like, I don't know them. But like, for me, it's like, I also um, don't go to weddings unless it's someone that is very close to me. Yeah. (laughs) I've said that it's fine. It's life. Like, unless it's someone that's very close to me because it's it's half them have travel and stuff like I love to travel but like I also would rather travel to something that I want to do so unless it's someone very close to me that I love so much like I'm just not going mm-hmm. sorry um so that's why to me like I feel like every single time we've gone to a wedding it's someone that's so fucking near and dear to my heart I'm like I've seen you through your emotional ex through your emotionally abusive ex-boyfriends I've seen you through all the shit and like we made it like mm-hmm. we made it <laughs> no, obviously, yeah but that's that's I think that's why it gets me because I'm like especially a lot of these people are friends I've been friends with for like five plus years I'm like we've been through some moments mm-hmm. so anywho um we're gonna switch gears because I want to ask you about hormone balancing I have been getting so many questions about it and I know you get questions about it all the time so what are the top questions you get about hormone balancing like how do you balance your hormones but like beyond that because that's too intricate a question funnily enough the most common question I get is why is my period missing 
like for people who it isn't a regular a thing for yeah. them. Yeah. It's not a regular, but usually it's just like where they, they normally have like a pretty regular cycle or, you know, it's not necessarily regular to the day, but it's not like anything abnormal. And then all of a sudden it just disappears. And that's for some reason this year, that has been the top question that I get. And I get it like every couple weeks or so. And what's your answer? I think I know what it is, but stress. Tell the people. Yeah. <laughs> tell yeah. the people. Yeah. And it's so funny because every single person when I'm like, because they're like, is it something I'm eating? Like, I don't think I've changed anything. I'm not working out any differently. Like, what is it? I'm freaking out. I'm not pregnant. And I'm like, it's probably stress. Have you been stressed? And every single person, oh yeah, last month was really stressful for me. Or like the last couple of weeks were really stressful for me. Every well, single person. <laughs> for me, I get a lot of pushback. It's like, well, I'm not any more stressed than I was. And I'm like, well, it's accumulated. Like it, well, I've been like this. My job's been like this. And I'm like, yeah, your body can't last like this forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like we always say, you know, your body shuts down your hormones first because it, you don't necessarily need them to survive. Hormones, digestion, hair growth, first mm -hmm. things to go, last things to come back. Yep. Yep. And so, but yeah, like I said, most people, they, once I tell them that they do make that connection of like, oh, there's been like a little extra something going on, mm -hmm. especially for the people where they just like don't miss periods really at all. So it's really weird for them. But, you know, and then when that happens, you're also like stressed because you're not getting your period. So there's like this extra <laughs> added stress, you know, on top of that. And so it's just a big, a big mess of like trying to get everything to come back. Um, a lot of people, once they, once they realize that and they actually like, if they make the conscious effort to switch and try to de-stress, a lot of them will message me, you know, like within a month or so and be like, oh, hey, my period came back because I've been doing this, that, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's, you know, a handful of people where obviously just like life, like it's their job or whatever, and they can't really reduce the stress unless they quit their job. And then it definitely takes a little bit longer especially if they're not being super proactive, but I will say for the majority of people, they get it back within three weeks to a month if they focus on de-stressing. Okay. So I know you have a new course out, the hormone reset course, and I know that people are on the edge of their seats because they're like, what's the difference between working with you one-on-one -on -one and this course? How do I decide what to do? Because my hormones are fucked up. I'm tired of it. I finally want to do something about it. I finally want to work with you. Which one do I choose? So the, difference? the course is going to be a little more self-paced. Like it's not really working with me one-on-one -on -one as much as obviously one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so it's going to be three months and then you'll get your, you'll get each module every week. So you go through it yourself and there'll be like video and audio recording, and then you'll get the downloads and then we'll have a live call every week. So you do get access to me to ask questions. And then you'll also be put in like a community pod group with the other women and then also me. So, you know, you can ask questions there. Um, it's basically the blueprint that I wish I had when I started having painful periods. So, you know, it's like all the steps 
of everything that you can do to apply to your life and your lifestyle to, I'm calling it, you know, like painless periods by the holidays because it'll be done like right before the holidays mm-hmm. start. And so I'm like, why wouldn't you want pain-free periods by Thanksgiving? Like who wants to go through the holidays and have to try and schedule around their periods? Because I know everybody travels or family comes and you're doing all this stuff. And it literally sucks when you have to deal with a period, especially if you're in bed for like 12 to 24 hours, because I've been there. I had one year where my period showed up on Thanksgiving and then showed up on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) and it was when I was dealing with really painful periods and I like basically couldn't participate in any of the festivities because I was just in bed all day because it was so painful and it sucked and like I was having to like try to schedule around it but I pretty much knew I was like this is it's just not gonna happen thankfully Mm -hmm. we weren't traveling that year Mm -hmm. but like when I have travel that comes up or not anymore because I don't deal with that anymore. But when I did have travel that came up, I would always get so stressed. And then like the stress of traveling and the stress about being stressed about my period coming, which was like throw everything off even more, but it would be the absolute worst when I would have to travel and I just couldn't reschedule something and my period would show up because I, they were so bad. You guys, I, basically couldn't move like Mm. I think the first time Reed saw me like really really bad I don't know if he quite believed how bad they were until he saw me like try to get up out of bed and I'm just like doubled over holding my stomach and like walking like this old hunchback lady because it literally just hurt so much I couldn't even move and sometimes like even taking ibuprofen wouldn't even touch it they were so bad Mm. and so yeah like nobody wants to deal with that during the holidays or ever so how do I know which one's for me like what what's the difference between two because if I work with you one-on-one I can get pain-free periods and if I work in your course I can get pain-free periods so you can um so one-on-one obviously we go a lot more in depth we get super personalized with it the course is just like I said it's a basic blueprint for everyone to follow um working one-on-one we go more into your blood work obviously we're going to do a full symptom assessment symptom decoder of all of your personalized symptoms so i you know like break that down and build a plan off of that it gets uber personalized we'll do muscle testing we'll do weekly check-ins you know it's just very much more so a personalized plan whereas the course is just going to be um the basics that I think everyone needs to apply and will work for everyone if you apply them in the correct order. Mm -hmm. But obviously, you know, if you're maybe don't have extremely painful periods, but you still have just like cramps that you want to get rid of. Yeah. And you you, you know, the hormones are messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a slight hormone, hormone imbalance and you just, you want to work on that yourself. Like you, maybe you don't, feel like you have something super serious going on that you need to dive into blood work and muscle testing and get like super specific, then if you're just kind of in that boat, then the course is definitely going to be for you. And then, you know, you have all of the access to that for life essentially, Mm -hmm. and there'll be extras like recipes, workouts, journals, all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that you can utilize. Um, But yeah, one-on-one is like, if you're 
basically where I was kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yes. Yes. And just like in bed for 12 to 24 hours. And like, you know, there's something going on. You feel like you've tried everything and you just want to get down to whatever the heck is causing all of this stuff. And yeah, we just, we get super personalized. I, I went through a little like hump of like feeling kind of burnt out with one-on-ones, but now I'm like in the boat again where I'm like, I really love my one-on-one clients. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know, cause I love, um, cause you guys know I did the blood work course this summer and I freaking love going over blood work. And I feel like so that fun. was such a fun addition to adding to my one-on-one clients. Cause now we can go like even deeper, like my symptom assessment decoder it was extremely in depth to begin with. Mm -hmm. So now like combining that with blood work, I feel like it is so easy to pinpoint where we're starting from. Yeah. And you don't have to like take all these supplements that you don't need or try to figure out, oh, is this working? Is this working? So you combine that, you know, with muscle testing too. Mm -hmm. And it's just super fun to, to get that specific plan for each person because you know, when you're dealing with something that chronic and that painful, it's not necessarily a blanket approach that is going to work for you. So what I'm hearing, and this is just me mirroring it back to you. If I'm someone who is absolutely struggling, has tried everything in the entire world, my periods are still awful. I still have those cramps one-on-one. Mm-hmm. But if I'm someone who knows I have my hormonal imbalance, like I'm, I'm struggling. Cause I'm like, okay, like there's a hormonal imbalance, but I don't really know where to start. I've tried a couple supplements. I've tried a couple diets. Nothing's really working. Like then I want my, I want the course because it's going to give me a more tailored, a more proven strategic approach. That's actually going to help me heal my hormones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the course is also a little more budget friendly for that reason, mm-hmm. because obviously, you know, like we don't dive in quite as yeah. intensely. Um, yeah, I'm not so, working with you one on one. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not paying for your time. Mm-hmm. Well, I am, but at a, <laughs> at a smaller scale. Yeah, yeah, we're not. You know, we're not spending an hour each week one on one together. Okay, so if someone's still on the fence, they're like, I don't know what to do. I really like my periods are pretty bad, but like, are they bad enough? Like what do you want to say to them? Do you want them to start with the course? Do you want them to just talk to you about one-on-one? Like, what do you, yeah. This yeah, is me. Um, yeah. Chat with me. Um, I mean, I've, I've chatted with multiple people and, you know, like we, we figure out where you're at. You can always hop on a free discovery session. It doesn't cost anything. And then we just chat for like 20 minutes and kind of figure out where you're at and figure out, you know, what's going to be best for you. I'm never going to push you into something just because I want to get paid for it, I'm always going to, you know, like push you towards the avenue that I think is going to benefit you the most in the long Mm -hmm. run. I love that. So on the, we talked, I heard you guys talk on the podcast, there's emotional healing that needs to be done for hormones. Is it in both? Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. And I just signed up for MBSR. You guys know Courtney does MBSR. So I have been wanting to do it for a while. Go listen to our podcast on it. If you haven't, um, it's still one of our top. Now we need to do another one with Amanda so you can actually meet her before the course. (laughs) That would be so much fun. Yeah. The course start, it starts in two weeks. So like, well, yeah, never mind. (laughs) I ain't going to get on our calendar that fast. Uh, Yeah. But maybe, maybe after, I don't know. 
Um, but I'm very, very excited about that. I've been wanting to do it for a long time and it just like all the pieces just like popped together so quickly. Like it wasn't even on Divine my radar timing. to do, to do this. So, but anyway, yeah, I'm super excited. So you guys, if you do sign up for the course, you will probably be getting some free MBSR sessions because I didn't originally work that any of that into the pricing of it, but okay. it's super, super important for hormones to, you know, be releasing all those emotions. Um, we were obviously just talking about crying. We'll teach you how to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Crying releases estrogen, if you didn't know. Everyone's always surprised by this. And a lot of people, obviously, you get more emotional before your period. But I've noticed a lot of people with bad estrogen dominance will just cry so much before their period. Like they get so emotional and obviously, you you know, you do have more anxiety and more mood swings if your estrogen is higher. And so that's just naturally going to happen because that hormone is out of balance. But one of the big reasons why you want to cry so much is because your estrogen, your body's trying to release that. It's trying to get rid of that hormone some way, somehow. And if like your liver's blocked, if you're not going to the bathroom, it's trying to push it out somehow. So if you find yourself crying all the time before your period, it's highly likely that you're trying to get estrogen or some type of hormone out. Are you saying I'm estrogen dominant because I cry so much? Just <laughs> you just kidding. cry all the time, though. It's not like just before your period. <laughs> but guys, I, I think on, there's some other that, emotions going on. <laughs> on that note, the body doesn't make any mistakes. Like, I think I need to hone this into every single person's brain because I feel like people get so tied down to like, what's going on? Why is my body working against me? Why is it doing this? Why? The body's not making any mistakes. It does not do that. Mm-hmm. There are no mistakes. The body knows how to heal and knows what it needs. It's going to do what it has to do in order to get what it needs. Yeah. Right. If you're not listening to it, it's going to, if you're not listening to the whispers, it's going to start screaming. Or if it needs to detox some way and your liver's blocked, you're going to start crying or maybe, I don't know, your flows you'll, will get heavier or something. Yeah, like, or you'll break out or yeah. Whatever. Like your body's trying to get rid of stuff. It's doing this for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that. So, but I think that people want to know a little bit what, like, what is the emotional healing? Just give me like a brief overview. Obviously don't tell me exactly what you do, but like, what does the emotional healing look like with you? Okay. We might get little mini MBSR sessions, but like, what does it look like? How are we going to heal? So if we work one-on-one, it's, it's usually different for each client, you know, depending on what they respond to the most. I do a lot of EFT tapping. I do, um, a lot of brain rewiring meditations for them and I'll like, choose ones that they can do on their own. Sometimes we'll do some together, you know, like one-on-one with our calls. And then I also have a trauma technique that I learned in school. And so I'll do that with some people. That one is a little bit more intense. So, you know, like I don't necessarily start out with that with everyone, but usually kind of by the end of our sessions, I'll start working that in once they've done like EFT tapping or more of the meditations and stuff. Um, and that one all like do that with them because it's kind of you it's talking through things, but it's also affirmations. And then I like do releases on you as well. Um, so that one, that one's pretty powerful. Most people cry with that one. And (laughs) yeah, I, if you're like feeling uncomfortable about crying in front of me, I let everybody turn their videos off 
whatever. So, and then we'll, That's we'll so do it at like you. the end of our session. Oh, I mean it. Half and... my clients cry just in coaching calls and I'm like, mm-hmm. let it out. I give you a virtual hug. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell everybody, I was like, if you want to turn your video off, go ahead. And then I'm like, you don't even have to turn it on at the end. If you're done, we can just like, you know, like release those emotions and then we're done for the day. Um, but I, I really like that. Like I said, it's a little more intense, but it really does work. Like every time somebody does that, I, they'll message me like even after or like the next day and they'll be like, I feel so much better or I like cried the rest of the day and now I feel so much better. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very personalized when we're one-on-one, um, for the course, it will be just like a lot of the brain rewiring meditations that I like. And a lot of the EFT tapping videos that I like, um, the trauma technique is much harder to do on a course because again, it's really personalized. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll probably do some of the affirmations in there, but it's more so something that you have to like sit down with someone and do one-on-one. And then obviously there will be MVSR added to the course as well. Okay. One final question. I am the people I'm channeling the people. If they still right there on the fence, they don't know which one to do. Give me like a little example of like a client that you've worked with that you've taken through this. Who did you mirror your course off of, right? Were you thinking about like one specific client or someone, or maybe all your clients have similar symptoms? A lot of my clients, yeah, they have, they're very similar symptoms. Um, Like you took them from A to B, like. Yeah. Honestly, I mirrored it a lot off myself. Ooh, love that. (laughs) Myself. And then, um, a couple of like, you're not supposed to have favorites, but I do have favorite clients. Just don't tell your clients that. (laughs) Yeah. There's just a handful of them. Like love you guys. Um, but yeah, they, you know, they come to me and they're, they just don't know where to start. They're just like, I bet on all these supplements. I feel like I'm spending all of this money. What are they dealing with? Tell me their top three symptoms, painful periods. Like the biggest thing is people come to me and every single one is like, I'm in bed for 12 hours a day. I'm like cramps. Yeah. Cramps, throwing up, nausea can't go to work can't go to school okay um has to cancel all plans just like feels miserable that's where they're starting yeah heavy bleeding really bad pms a lot of them have you know like the sore breast symptoms like i used to get Mm -hmm. that all the time and it it feels like you know like the fibrocystic breasts and like Mm -hmm. if you've experienced it you know like you can't even touch them you can't even like workouts hurt putting on a bra hurts, all of that stuff. So I think that's, that's probably the main symptoms that people come to me with. Um, acne is a big one. They'll have the hormonal breakouts on their jaw, mm-hmm. which usually is tied to liver or estrogen, something like that. But yeah, for sure. The painful periods that take you out for a day or more, mm-hmm. the acne, bloating. And then they go through this beautiful course with you. And then where are they on the other side? Three months later or the I'll just say the course because we're just we got to do one right we got to choose an avenue (laughs) three months later yeah three months later you will have all of the steps that you need if you've implemented them you should be well on your way to a painless period you know we always say like give your hormones three months minimum 
to start Mm -hmm. to balance out. So that's why I say, you know, like by month three, you definitely should be experiencing better. Yeah. Yeah. You should be experiencing a much less painful period by this point. Your acne should have diminished. You know, your skin should be clear. Your digestion should be better. Your bloating should be gone. Um, Almost all people have experienced a much better change in their mood, like a a really mm-hmm. good shift in their mood. That's I think that's the most common thing that I hear like within three weeks of just working together is almost everyone tells me my energy is better. My mood feels better. I don't feel like I'm raging at everyone. So that's the, that's what most people experience right away. And then if they keep going that way, they will have painless periods. Yeah. Like they keep doing, they keep implementing the things. They just keep chugging along. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with the course. Like it's not anything intense that you have mm-hmm. to like change your entire life. It is very easy to implement. You know, like I said, when you have the steps laid out for you, like it's something that you can just, you add to your lifestyle and it becomes your lifestyle but I don't know if I can make the changes. We have Halloween parties. We have Thanksgiving. Tell me. That's okay. Like you don't have to, when I say a lifestyle, like literally it's a lifestyle. Like you have those tools. Okay. You go eat the Halloween candy. So what? That's fine. The next day you just go back to your, back to your routine, back to your tools. And if you have to like reference something and figure out how to get back on track. I don't really like that phrase, like back on track, because (laughs) it implies that you just like fell off the wagon. Um, but literally your lifestyle is going to include holidays. You can't get rid of holidays. That is why not? Cause holidays are great. (laughs) Most of them. Um, yeah, I don't, all of them don't hate on any holidays. (laughs) We're all inclusive. I'm not a big Halloween person, so I'm just like, eh, whatever. But Courtney, I just want to ce- celebrate Halloween anything. Stand. Yeah, I, I just want to celebrate. She just she loves the Target Halloween stuff, <laughs> the candies, went, the popcorns. Well, I like don't ever get to give out stuff, so like I love giving people alternatives because I also know when I have children, I would love for there to be more of those alternatives out there. Yeah. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. That would be nice for me to not have to take a hundred percent of their candy and swap it with something, right? Like that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But anywho, that's not what we're holidays about. holidays are a part of your life. So like enjoy the heck out of them. The way don't, I also look at it, it because you're implementing these now. So you're gonna be a month deep before anything really starts, like a month plus, which is enough time to get habits in a place where like you're eating overall better, right? Like you're sleeping overall better, you're moving more. So when you make those choices that are part of that 20%, like it's not going to uprail your life. It's not going to like, you're going to realize why you made the changes you do. Honestly, I tell people that all the time when they're like, Oh, I don't know if I can do like a diet. And I'm like, believe me, once you like switch to a more whole foods diet, you're going to feel so much better that when you go off of it, you're going to remember why you eat this way because Mm -hmm. you feel so freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. Like food is fuel. Yeah. And then the rest, that's just my example, but there's like, obviously all those other things, you have these habits in place for a whole month before you even start getting into the temptations of the holidays. And that's not saying that like, you don't ever eat the things, enjoy the kids party, enjoy the candy, but like 
you'll also be more aware of how you feel when you eat certain things. So you'll know, okay, I want that right now. I really do want it. Right. Versus like, I'm just taking it cause it's there. And then I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll have so much cleared out of your body by then. Yeah. And then you'll have, you know, the steps to go back to exactly that you, yeah, you shouldn't feel like shit afterwards. Exactly. And then like, you know, you eat the thing and you're like, hmm, I remember why I eat this way because I just feel good. I feel, mm-hmm. feel so good on a whole foods diet that like, yeah, it's fine. It was yeah. good. I enjoyed it. I was happy I did it, but like, I don't feel the need to eat that every single day because I feel so much better eating this way all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm that way. Like I, sometimes I just really want some ice cream. So I'll get some ice cream and then I'm like, yeah, that was good. But like now I don't need any for quite a while again, because I just feel so much better eating the other way exactly like you have your treats you enjoy your life you live the 20 percent because the 20 percent is where we find that freedom I literally saw something the other day where someone was like influencers are trying to be cool by telling you to not live that lifestyle and I'm like no I lived the lifestyle of being a strict and I didn't live a very good life I'm not gonna lie about it like I'm so much happier going to get donuts on the weekends yeah (laughs) versus being happy is a very crucial important And like, I thought I was happy that way. And that's not to say I wasn't somewhat, but like, I felt so restricted and I didn't, and I'm a very disciplined person. So it's very easy for me to restrict myself, but it sucked to like go and have to bring my food to feel weird about eating that stuff to like, feel like if I ate one bite of sugar, I was going to derail some stuff because I had all the candida junk going on in my body. Right. Like the fact that sugar was the devil for like a whole year of my life was hard that I Mm -hmm. couldn't eat any treats that I like to eat. Yeah. So like influencers are not telling you that to be like cool. It's because as someone who lived that life, it is literally orthorexic. It's so toxic. It's just Mm -hmm. so toxic for your mental state. It took me like three years to eat a banana again. Why? Why? I mean, one, I didn't really want them for a period of time. That's why I, cause there was, when I was healing my relationship, I was like, eh. and then there was one day I was like, I'm craving a banana. I'm going to go freaking get one. And Dan doesn't like them anyway. So it doesn't matter. We don't have them in the house. And then I ate it and I was like, I enjoyed it. And now I'm done. I don't need, like, it didn't upend my whole life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're someone who's had a restrictive diet, you understand how awful it is. Like. It's it's all you think about. Yeah. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. And I was someone who like, I, I was really okay with it. I ate a lot of different foods. I was very creative in the kitchen. Like that was the type of, that's the type of person I am. So it didn't make me feel super restricted. Like, Oh, I can only eat these seven foods. I was like, I have so many options, right? Like I can turn it into a freaking spaghetti, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just was too much mentally for me to be afraid of foods for like three years. Yeah. Like I still check my ingredient labels for sugar, but that's because I think sugar is injected into every part of our life. And I don't think we need as much sugar as people think we do. No. (laughs) Sugar is in literally everything. I'm like, there's a strategic reason why I try to limit my sugar. It's because it's in literally everything. And in high doses, it's so bad for us. Mm -hmm. Like, 
when I was telling someone like, I don't like sugar in my bo- in my broth and I don't like sugar in my red sauces. So I was checking and they're like, well, sugar's not bad for you. And I was like a hundred percent, but like microdosed into every single thing, like microdosed in my broth, microdosed in my red sauce. Like those are things you don't expect sugar to be in. So that like when you eat the big sugar things, like there's just this too much. Anyways, that's my sugar rant that I didn't intend on getting on. Yeah. That's like, this is such a weird example, but like if you got some gasoline on your skin and soaked it in like, like a couple drops, you know, like when you're at the car or whatever, filling up the car, like, okay, that's not bad for you. But what if you had two drops of gasoline and everything that went on your skin or in your mouth? Yeah. Or like I'm eating broth a lot. I'm having red sauce a lot, like every day, those sorts of things. Anywho, because I I was like, man, if you guys don't know this, check your spaghetti sauce because that's Yo, the number one thing I people sugar check. in every one of so, those. So fun fact, when I first went, like I said, candida diet, whatever, do you know how hard it was for me to find a sugar-free red sauce? Because this was 20, 2017, <laughs> the only brand. So Trader, if you get your red sauce at Trader Joe's, they do not have any sugar-free ones. Don't even bother looking. The only brand at the time that I could find that did not have sugar in it was a 365 brand at Whole Foods. One, it is delicious. It's great. Maybe the Rouse one existed and I just couldn't find it in store. It, it totally might have still existed at the time. Couldn't find it anywhere. I sir, I the amount of things I turned around to look for a red sauce without sugar in them was stupid because it'll don't look at the grams of sugar. Look at the ingredients because it'll say like less than one percent or less than one gram, whatever. I get it. It's negligible. It doesn't matter to me because also if it's less than one gram, it's in the serving size. There might be like twelve serving sizes in that jar. Mm-hmm check your sugar. Yeah. And if you're in Texas, because we have neither Trader Joe's or Whole Foods where I live. Trader Joe's doesn't have it anyways. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But if you have H-E-B, the H-E-B brand, the organic one, they also do not use sugar. So they're my favorite. And also they're very inexpensive. That's the same thing with the 365 brand. Yeah. It's It's like under under $3 for a jar. Yeah. I think there's is three dollars the one I get but they dropped it even when Amazon bought Whole Foods thank you Amazon you made my red sauce cheaper (laughs) but it's cheaper than getting the rouse at Costco like the rouse at Costco is literally like the same price as me getting Whole Foods jar by jar and I like the Whole Foods one better sorry not sorry yeah the garlic one from H-E-B is yeah so good so this is this ended up being a master class on not getting microdosed by sugar, but just check your ingredients and check the word that says ingredients, check the specific ingredients, because then you'll see if there's sugar, if there's all the, there's so many different words for sugar. I'm not getting into that, but like, we don't need to be microdosed with sugar all the time because sugar and high doses can lead to a lot of different issues in the body. Mm-hmm. Especially if you are dealing with a hormone imbalance, like insulin is a hormone. So if you're constantly pumping out insulin, it's going to lead to an imbalance of other things. Yeah. And gut issues. If you are constantly overloaded with sugar, it's going to overgrow everything in your gut. You're going to have yep. bacterial candida, all the, but that's not to be afraid of it, right? Like you see me, I eat, I eat donuts all the fucking time and I'm sure they use regular cane sugar and I love it. Like I'm not afraid of it anymore, but it's very intentional. It's like when I'm getting donuts, I'm getting donuts. When I'm eating everything else, I'm not eating sugar. Yeah, I'm going to say it's not like you're eating donuts after every meal every day. We get them like once a month, maybe every other week, something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure they're, I love it. And it's just like being intentional about it so that you know when you're eating sugar, you're eating sugar. And when you're not, you're not, you're not accidentally getting it in literally every single thing you eat. Yeah. 
that ended up being a weird turn, but cool. Where can the people find you? You can find me at Emily Joy Wellness, Instagram, website, YouTube, TikTok. What about you? Funny fact, I thought Joy was your middle name because that's why it was Emily Joy Wellness. I did not realize it was because of like happiness. Um, it actually, no, it is. Well, my middle name is Joyce. So it was like, a, okay. But like, you, you were saying that you were like, yeah, that's like my name. And I was like, <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's why I chose it though, was because, you know, like I wanted it to be the joy of health. Like I wanted it health to be joyful and fun. Yeah. I love that. No, but when you said that, I was like, do I not know her at all? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, you're, you you're right. Me. You're right. No, I feel better that your middle name's Joyce. Cause I was like, <laughs> what's your middle name? <laughs> um, you can find me at the T-H-E rooted in health. Cool. And if you like this episode, give it a like, give it a subscribe. If you want to drop a rating or a review, we would love all of that. And as always, you can find all of our links for everything in the description below. Bye.